Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Periodic Table, episode 29, A 12-Pack and Two Monkeys, recorded August 30th, 2012, and brought to you by Element OP Productions, elementopie.com. Number 29, the 29th episode of The Periodic Table in the 29th episode in about the 54th week or something like that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, and the 29th element on the periodic table is copper, something near and dear to us all. We are surrounded by it, unless you live out in the Serengeti Desert, in which case you're probably not listening to this podcast. Um, copper, as we all know, is a reddish-brown metallic element uh, that can be buffed to a very bright luster. It's malleable, it's ductor, it's an excellent conductor of both heat and electricity, which is why we use it in cooking and in wires and in freaking everything. It alloys well to lots of other elements. Um, and also, there's still a trace of it in the American penny. Not much. And uh, five pounds of it will get you a hit of acid in most <laughs> large cities. <laughs> Thus ends our science segment. <laughs> which, is, which is why you can find crackheads trying to strip power lines right <laughs> coils off air conditioners and those voices are of course the stalwart co-hosts of the periodic table mr aaron butler the former fat guy hiya aaron hello and mr sean butler the former uh, sean butler <laughs> <laughs> we're brothers that's my brother yeah. sean my other brother sean and mr sean kybel the former guy with hair hi sean <laughs> hey how you doing it's great to be back i miss doing the show Welcome did you shave back. your head sean now i shaved that like i did that last summer i haven't shaved it since but i probably I need to pretty soon pretty soon it's gonna be a necessity mark and i were having the conversation it's funny because we both have the same rule if you can tell we took a nap yeah. Mark says, if you can tell I was asleep, then our hair is too long. Yeah, yeah I know it's time for a haircut when I get up in the morning and I have to use the brush. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I tend to agree. I like to keep mine short. So I say I own my hair. My hair does not own me. Yeah. I would happy to not be happy to not own my hair. I, I would actually look forward to going bald. That would be fine with me. Um, <laughs> I just don't want to mess with it. Yeah. That's, that's, the, that's why I have a beard. Sounds counterintuitive, right. but um, yeah. it allows me to go a week without shaving. I have those Kojak <laughs> rolls on the back of my head, though, and my wife says I have an ugly head. Oh, she won't thanks, let me say ugly face. Yeah. She said ugly head. She said I have an ugly head and ugly feet. I'm ugly from head to toe. <laughs> yeah. See, now we guys can't say stuff like that. We can't say like, "Well, honey, you kind of have chunky hips." I mean, it's like <laughs> last word you you'll ever say, say to her. Once you can say it once. <laughs> it's, and then you're saying alimony. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I have to admit, you know, as I'm sitting here listening to us banter so wittily, I listened to a podcast that shall remain nameless this last week. Normally has some pretty, pretty highfalutin guests for the, uh, for the show that, that it is, meaning, what I'm trying to say, the genre that, you know, if it was a science podcast, it would have Neil deGrasse Tyson on there. It would have Bill Nye, the science guy. It'd have people that you've heard of. If it was a music podcast, it would have, People that you've heard of that I can't think of right now because the only thing I could think of um, was the guy from the band whose name I can't even think of. Um, <laughs> but this last, this last, I can do is picturing, Will you take me higher? But which is not even a big band. What, what were they called? Not Everclear. Uh, who was that band? Um, Creed. Oh, help me out. Yeah. Creed, Creed. Thank you. Um, which they're not even popular anymore, but that's beside the point. But this last week, the, their podcast uh, was the three of them just kind of talking about oh who'd you see at the party i saw so-and-so at the party oh you did you were talking to the guy from dexter at the party why you just walked right up to him no i was there with so-and-so their entire podcast was this was basically um was like, as mark likes to say it, listening in on a conversation yep. uh you know and that's all it was and the the funny part and and i don't think i'm a brilliant conversationalist i really don't i know i realize that i'm not in fact i'm very self-aware of the fact that i'm not a brilliant conversationalist maybe slightly above average um but I thought, you know, we could do that. We could do that exact same podcast right there if only we had 3 million followers like that. That's all it would take. It'd be awesome. Exactly. Right. Because that validates it. <laughs> if you got 3 million followers listening to you talk dribble, then you're somebody. 
Well, there will be lots and lots of podcasts in the coming days about Dragon Con, which is going on this weekend here yes, in Atlanta. Yeah. Not that I have a story about that. I just thought I'd mention that. Well, we, one of our coworkers, is, he and his wife are both going as, uh, one day they're going as Star Trek uh, fleet people. They have red shirts. I believe another day they're going in Chuck costumes, if they've got the Chuck costumes worked out. I don't know what That's like doing. the easiest costume ever. It's a white shirt and a black tie. Yeah, well, I think they've actually got Nerd Herder um, yeah. <laughs> like the, with the logo and everything on it. I loved all but the last season of that show. The last yeah. one would just couldn't, shouldn't have happened. And the first season was, was brilliant. Yes. It really was. So a uh, quick shout out to Corey Knapp who was going to be on the show uh, with us this week, was actually chomping at the bit to be on the show. He was asking me uh, several times throughout the summer, when are you coming back? When can I be on the show? Uh, and tonight was his big night, and unfortunately, he's in the hospital. He uh, Oh, no. He recently had some surgery, and uh, he sent me... He's he's just that kind of guy. If you know Corey, he's, he's that kind of guy. He sent me an apologetic email about the fact that he was on his way to the hospital. I'm so sorry to let you down. I really wanted to be there. I tried to put this off, but the pain was just so much. Dude, shut up. Stop writing. Go to the hospital. <laughs> You're in they, the hospital. It's okay. They, they called, and uh, they have a liver for me. I got to go. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> wow. So uh, get well soon, Corey, and then you can come back when when your insides aren't trying to get onto the outside or something like that. You know, it, it, I can't help but think it reminds me of when when I lived in Tyler, Texas. We had we used ballistic internet was our ISP for my business that I worked at, and this guy named Jason that worked for them. Two two things: one, I called him on his cell phone, and he answered it in the hospital in his hospital bed. You know, Jason, how you doing? Uh, okay. Really? He's, yeah. I'm in the hospital. I just had a car wreck. Why in the world are you answering yourself? I, I appreciate the service. He had a wreck like 45 minutes before that. He's laying in the hospital bed with a broken leg and broken collarbone, you know, and oxygen mask on. Uh, but the funny thing about him, and I mentioned this before, on, I think on Everyday Linux, maybe. Uh, every time you answer, you call him and you'd say, Jason, how's it going? He would say, moving at the speed of light. And that's how fast he talked all that's the time. Awesome. He was one of those slow talkers. <laughs> the opposite of me, I'm a fast talker. That's what he'd say. Every, even when I called him, that, the only time he didn't say that when I called him was in the hospital. How you doing? Not too good. Uh-oh, something's wrong. He's yeah. not moving at the speed of light. <laughs> Early on when Sean was working for me, um, within the first couple of weeks, I called him and he answered. He said, hello, and I heard an echo. And it was obvious where he was. And I said, don't oh, ever, <laughs> don't ever answer the phone while you're on the throne again. Whatever it is, can wait two minutes. Honestly, <laughs> I remember that. I went to well, you uh, know. Red Lobster. My wife and I went on a date. We went to Red Lobster, and the guy in the the booth behind her had a thirty minute phone conversation. And you know, when you're on the phone, you have to talk slightly louder. Yeah, I don't know why that is. I don't either, yeah. but just turn the volume up on the phone. Would you call uh, it, Aaron, the Bluetooth megaphone effect? <laughs> Bluetooth, yeah, Bluetooth, Bluetooth bullhorn. Yeah, that's what we have a guy at work that uses this Bluetooth bullhorn, apparently. Walks around with it in. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So he got a 30 minute conversation to the point that the waiter would have to like use hand signals, you know, motioning, do you need more water? Are you okay? <laughs> And, uh, are you choking <laughs> international signal for choking uh anyway all right so moving right along first news story of get the well week. Corey. yeah get real Corey. i'm calling this one what's in a name it could also be called political correctness needs to die um in grand island nebraska um a young boy who goes to a uh a, a deaf boy goes to a deaf school his name is hunter the sign for Hunter is mimicking a rifle. That's <laughs> okay. the sign. That's what you do. The school has said his name violates their zero-tolerance anti-weapon policy and are, <laughs> are refusing to let him use his name in the school. Are they afraid he's going to shoot somebody with his hand? I mean, yeah. that is just absolutely ridiculously crazy. Hunter Spanger is his name. He's three and a half years old. Oh, jeez. And he's a danger to his classmates. Weapons. Uh, the school board says that uh, wep their weapons in schools policy forbids any instrument that looks like a weapon. 
Holy crap. Really? I would be in trouble because I get people the wink and the gun all the time, Mark. Yeah. I'd be, yeah, in, the, I'd be right. in principal's office three or four times a week. And they're saying that they're, he needs to pick a different name, that we can't call him by his name at school. We can't call him Hunter. <sighs> maybe, maybe you should go the Indian way and be person who tracks down deer and kills them and eats them. <laughs> right. You can sign all of that. Make his teacher sign all of that every time they want to call his name. Now, I've known a number of uh, uh, hearing yeah. impaired people. Some were deaf. Some were, were not fully deaf. Uh, and they frequently will use like the first letter of the name to represent a name like if they're you know if it's w they'll do a w if it's h they'll do an h and if it's somebody you know that's how they do it and so you know i could sort of say that you know with his buddies once he's in there you could sort of just do an h and they know that you mean hunter but when he's introducing himself what are you going to do um i guess he could spell out h-u-n-t-e-r um but it's just uh it's it's stupid it's stupid it's stupid Apparently he doesn't use ALS. I think it is the, the yeah, American it's signing ASL. exact English. Yeah. yeah, he does SEE signing exact English. So that's what you sign. You right. sign the symbol for your name. I have a friend um, whose name is Rhonda Bohl, B O H L. She's married now. It's not Bohl anymore, but which is German. And she worked at Lions Camp, which is a, a camp for handicapped children, including uh, physically handicapped of all different types, including deaf children and blind children. So part of being there is you learn sign language because you sign all the time because you never know. When kids in your group or somewhere around may be deaf. And so when they were trying to figure out what her name was going to be, they, they did their hand like cupping up, like they're holding water in their hand. And that's, that's a bowl. And then they used R for Rhonda and, and put it in, put it in the hand, Rhonda bowl. That was the symbol they were using for her name. But the problem was, and I don't remember exactly, but if you wiggled it just wrong, it meant I had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> So they had to come up with something. So Rhonda Bowl and Toilet Bowl were too close together. I guess so. I don't know. You know, I need to go to. And you don't answer the phone when you're in there either, Sean. Just by the way. So Grand Island uh, yeah. Preschooler, uh, uh, Grand. Uh, where is, is it? Florida? Grand Island Public Schools. No, it's in uh, Nebraska. Um, stop being stupid. That's that's my command to you here at Element Opie. We demand that you stop being tools and let the boy use his name. Should we replace the, the scumbag of the week with the stop being stupid? <laughs> with the idiot? Well, that's like every candidate. That's every article we that's do. True. It'd be too yeah. many. And and I, I, re- I'm just going to be honest with you. There were a couple of really good scumbag options in the news bag this week, and they were so such terrible people, I didn't even include the stories. Thank um, you. Just just one, just to give you an example, a guy got in his fight in a fight with his girlfriend, and so he dumped muriatic acid on her and burned her from head to toe. Oh yeah, because they were having an argument. Scumbag, idiot, criminal deserves to be tortured. So anyway, that those are the kind of stories that I've been skipping over lately because we just don't need those kind of uh, that kind of influence, you know. All right, so moving wow. right along. Uh, Words to live by. <laughs> this one is just for you, Aaron. <laughs> it's call. I'm calling it. I wonder if he knows the bowler. And this is in uh, Australia, I believe it is. Perth, yes, Perth, Australia. Perth. The man who calls himself Wheel Clamp Man wears green spandex and a hard hat and carries a, a battery-powered grinder with him. And when somebody gets a boot on their car for parking or some violation, he cuts it off. Awesome. He's Wheel Clamp Man. and He, he was inspired by Angle Grinder Man in <laughs> England about a decade ago. Seriously, that's what the article's yeah. And he uh, uh, requests a small donation that he claims he gives to a, an unnamed charity. Yeah, homeless people. Yeah. Wheel Clamp oh. Man. So, now, my, my only nemesis? <laughs> the boot boy the, the boot it, bandit yeah, meter meter made girl <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah the um i'm 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 really playing around with the idea of trying to come up with a shoveler costume for for halloween this year and so i'm, I'm but i might just have to go with will clan man that'd be awesome fantastic anyway I've just I, I posted the link in the chat room. Of course, it'll be in the notes. I'm mesmerized by the suit. The, the the why is it all superheroes have to wear their underwear on the outside? I don't get it. There's not um, room underneath. Yeah. But the spandex is so tight. But he's got a cape. 
Yeah, and without it, yeah. Thanks for wearing your underwear on the outside. Let me rephrase this whole <laughs> exactly. thing. Um, Otherwise, I'll be doing the Olympic sprinter thing. He's got a cape and a green hard hat and a what they call it a Zapata mustache, which looks fake to me. He he yeah, kind of looks like if Luigi of Mario and Luigi um, went went superhero. Well, according to my son, he is a superhero, Mark. Yeah. It's- Hello, Super Mario Brothers. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> All right. The next one I'm calling Warrantless Donut Taps. We've got to do something about this. You know, we've we've been uh, concerned with uh, warrantless uh, wiretapping in this country for a while, the Patriot Act. Uh, this is a man um, in Vero. Florida. Florida. Yes, we had to get there a Florida go. show in there early on. Uh, Vero Beach, Florida. A man walked into a Dunkin' Donuts claimed to be a DEA slash CIA agent and demanded donuts, coffee, and ice cream. And they gave it to him until a patron eventually said, you got any ID? And he said, no, I can't show my badge. I'm undercover. To which they said, <laughs> you just said you are who you, how are you under? And so then the police came and took him away. <laughs> yeah, this guy, uh, yeah. He looks like a CIA agent. <laughs> he looks like a, a heroin agent. <laughs> right. <laughs> he's so far undercover, he's he's lost it, you know? Yeah. Um, but I, had, I had to put that in. But first, because police and donuts are, are so um, stereotypical as to almost be cliche, um, added to that the fact that uh, he looks like he's strung out and the, just the, the plain old ballsiness of it to just walk in. Like the, we did a story not too long ago about the guy who walked in to, uh, I think it was McDonald's, and said he was a manager. Said, yeah. give me free food. Uh, I'm going to have to try that sometime. I'm going to go to Chick-fil-A and say that I'm the founder of Chick-fil-A. What is it, that 93-year-old man? You think they'll buy that? What's his name? Truett Cathy. Truett. I'm going to walk in yeah. there and say, my name is Truett Cathy, and, and maybe they'll buy it. Probably. No. Probably not. <laughs> I bet if you walked into, if you had the right attire on and if you were just confident enough and walked into a McDonald's and said something like, you know, hey, I'm Mark Cockrell. I'm the uh, the new district manager. I thought I'd come by and, uh, you know, do a, do a walkthrough. I, I bet if you sold it convincingly enough and had the right clothes on, they'd probably go along with it. Well, I'm, I, you know, I, I know of a story. I have a friend that worked at a I may have actually told this one. I've told everything I'm saying tonight on every Linux before. Uh, he worked for, for Altel um, in, the, uh, in the main switch office there in Little Rock, Arkansas. And they had a, uh, they had a, a security test, a, a penetration test of their secure, you know, their, their main switch facility. And basically the way they got, got in was he put on a shirt and a tie and carried a clipboard with a lanyard with a, with a generic name tag. And just had somebody hold the door for him. Hey, can you get the door for me? Thanks. And followed somebody in. And then like <laughs> called the uh, the CIO from inside the server closet and said, I'm standing in your server closet. Would you like me to turn something off? You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> and that was all it took. A clipboard, a generic lanyard, you know, shirt and tie, and just hollering at somebody to hold the door for him. Like you meant to be there. It's funny. I had a moment the other day where a coworker and I were, you know, again, as I've mentioned, I work in the health healthcare field and we were at a doctor's office and we were back you know, behind the, the inner sanctum, we were in the area where, where normal people dare not go. And a nurse walked around the corner and, and the other guy who's with me is also a, a pretty big guy. He's not as rotund as I am, but he's even taller than I am, which is rare. Um, and, uh, this nurse walked around the corner and was visibly startled to find us there and then immediately started checking out our name badges. And I thought, that's good. That's, that's vigilance. You should do that. I don't mind right. at all showing you my credentials. But you, you rarely you. see that behavior. Right. That is rare. Yeah. Well, and, you know, me, I mean, I'm in a in a uh, education environment, and it's kind of the same thing, right? I mean, you don't want to have strangers walking around your campuses, things, things of that nature. You're dealing with other people's children. So you're supposed to keep them safe, and everybody is supposed to be that vigilant, right? I mean, if, if you see somebody on campus you don't know, then you're supposed to stop them and question them as to what they're doing there. But... A lot of people just won't do that. I guess it takes a certain personality type. I don't know. By the way, I'm doing a terrible job of remembering to copy all these links into the chat room. So, uh, um, 
Remind oh yeah, you need to copy them in there like right before we talk about right. them. So yeah, everybody else can jump in there. So if you're listening to this and it's you're listening to the recording, you could join us live. And what we're gonna regular time is gonna be eight central. Mark, is that right? Um, with the exception of tonight, don't know yet. We're still working on that. But yeah, okay, somewhere between well, nine and ten Eastern. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, follow follow us, uh, you know, Facebook, Twitter, all that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, you can listen to the show live and follow along. We make it interactive for you. So uh, right. you can join in the chat. We, we get some of our best material out of the chat room. Is the, uh, is the calendar up to date, Mark? It should so be. If, if they want to go to elementop.com and click on the calendar, they can find out when the next live broadcast of any of our shows are. Yes. Is it, be? Is be due. Yes. It should be up to date. <laughs> Uh, okay, so uh, moving on to the next story, uh, my my title for this one is a bit a word of advice: just stick to rude YouTube comments. Um, uh, this is from uh, Reuters. A man from uh, Montana, Missoula, Montana, was wearing a bushy uh, uh, sniper ghillie suit. Um, okay, yeah, and standing out beside of the road, uh, attempting to um, foster um, Bigfoot sightings. He thought it would be fun. I had actually added that to my list myself, not realizing it was realizing it was the same same yeah. one. <laughs> so he was, yeah, he was standing outside of the road at night wearing a ghillie suit when a fifteen year old girl ran him over, <laughs> and then shortly thereafter another car ran him over again. They're not sure which one killed him, but one of the two impacts killed him. Another teenage girl too. <laughs> Randy Lee Tenley, forty four years old, um, <laughs> just thought it would be a lark. Well, guess what? It wasn't. <laughs> Didn't turn out to be that near guy. as much fun as he thought it was going to be. Yeah, said so the first car was hit by a 15-year-old girl and the second by a 17-year-old girl um, when he was already laying down on the road. So literally added insult to injury, impact to injury. I have to read the last well, paragraph, Mark. The, the Army-Navy surplus store sells the same kind of ghillie suit that police says Tinley was wearing. Manager Dennis Peterson, who did not recall selling one to Tinley, Said the shaggy $100 suits are often bought by boys who use them in paintball games. I don't usually sell them to well-grown adults, he said. <laughs> Is well-grown even a, well a phrase? Grown. Apparently, who knows? In Montana, yeah. <laughs> See, we need Chris here to translate that for us. Yeah, that's true. I'm sure like uh, in between these teenage girls, probably like five teenage boys drove by without hitting him. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, my browser has totally frozen up. I need one of you guys to paste the link and introduce the next story because I don't know what it is. Ah, I can do okay. both of those well, things, but not simultaneously. Okay, one. Wait, yeah. it just showed up. All right, never mind. We're good now. Everything's okay. okay. Don't call off the hounds. Um, so <laughs> this one I'm calling running out of patience, but not the kind of patience you would think of. Um and, and it struck me as interesting in a couple of ways, so we'll talk about it. Uh, so this is uh, near Boston, uh, Worcester, uh, Massachusetts. Worcester, Massachusetts. Uh, actually, Shrewsbury. Wow, there's all these things in there. Apparently, sure. if you live in the area, you know that Worcester is near Shrewsbury, which is outside of Boston. And also, Mark, if you live in the area, you know it's not Worcester, it's Worcester. Worcester? No, yeah, it's, ask, ask Kevin. That's where he's from. It's Worcester. 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 Yeah. Worcester. Anyway. Yeah. Ida Davidson uh, is uh, a portly woman, weighs uh, north of 200 pounds, doesn't specify uh, which it is, Uh, recently went to the doctor, our new uh, primary care physician, was looking for a primary care physician, and the doctor refused to see her. Um, The excuse given... How could he not see her? She's huge. (laughs) The uh, excuse the doctor gave was that uh, some of her staff have been injured uh, when portly people have fallen on them, and so she just <laughs> she just made it a point to not take heavy patients, and um, that's just all there's. There's a weight limit, two hundred pounds and down. That's all I'll see. Doctor Helen M. Carter, um, at, in Worcester, um, by, uh, Massachusetts. Um, I, what do you think about that? I mean, first off, let's just say it's her right that what she's doing there is not illegal. The doctor does not have to accept patients. Not yet. Obama hasn't quite made that uh, the rule. It's one of the things that he's expecting to do, uh, but uh, it, it, hey, he hasn't 
hasn't yet. So uh, at this point, what she's doing is completely legal. Uh, it's probably not good business because the majority of the country are now overweight and that trend is continuing. That's why I called this one running out of patience because <laughs> if she keeps that well, up, she's literally going to run out of patience. Not, not only that, but you know, you have to think that uh, the, the people that are overweight are going to be your more frequently returning customers. Yeah, the people who get sick more often. Yeah. Right. You know, less healthy and things like that. I mean, if all of your patients are, you know, 180 pounds, six foot guys that are in great shape and, you know, 110 pound women, uh, I, I'm just thinking there, there's not going to be a lot of return business there. Yeah. And my, my thought is hire stronger staff. <laughs> Make your staff work out a little bit. I mean, I understand both perspectives. Uh, you want to? She needs a secondary care physician. Sorry, that was a horrible joke. Mark, you can edit that out later. That wasn't that, that even funny to me when I said it. Uh, the The thing is, though, you know, if it's an emergency room, they can't deny you care. But this is that's that is not the situation, and both people have to agree um, on the treatment. I mean, that's just all there is to it. Okay, so I'm thinking uh, there's actually like a, a backstory to this, right? It's actually she's trying to avoid lawsuits. Like she's had a few people fall in her office, get sued. That's possible. Uh, and it, it, what it also may be is it, if she says that she's the first to admit her weight goes up and down. Um, but did I say new primary care physicians? I don't know. I, I know of some patient some, some. I know of some physicians who have discharged, which is the the the, the lingo they use patients who have refused to be compliant you know if you got a patient that's overweight won't take their medications won't take your advice won't do what you asked but refuses to participate in their own health care then they're like go you know you're wasting my time go find somebody else because i can't seem to get through to you um but this doesn't sound to be the case because this is she says a new primary care physician well, Aaron, uh, Jim in the chat room makes a very good point that this is this is like a great way to pump your your other show. Yeah, maybe right? she has so a, it, this, this a one meal one workout. Yeah, you know, if your doctor refuses to see you, <laughs> you might listening. be too fat if right. your doctor refuses to see you. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> if you have to get on the scale before you go in the doctor's office. <laughs> Yeah, now, I mean, as a as a large I don't know how I feel about it. as a large man, I know the uh, humiliation of that part where you go to the back and I have to look at them and say that scale is not going to do it. Oh yeah. Um. I mean, I and and yeah. so you know that's 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 on me though. Um. How would I feel if a doctor refused to see me? I don't think I'd be happy about it. But again, it's totally his right. I don't think it's illegal. It's not immoral. It's not unethical. It's just a choice. Uh, you know, a cancer doctor might choose, an oncologist <laughs> might choose to not see a patient who smokes. If you're not, not going to stop smoking, I'm not going to treat your lung cancer. That's that's reasonable, right? Yeah. Right. And, and you know, my, my response would be, okay, who do you recommend, recommend me to go to? Yeah. You know, who, who, who are you sending? Who If you can't treat me or won't treat me, who are you referring me to? And at that point, I would hope that the, the other physician would have an answer for him. Yeah. Maybe they need a good referral service. Who takes fatties? <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> I need a fatty referral, referral um, cause something. There was a joke right there. I just couldn't make it happen. So I'll move on <laughs> to the next story. Not all Texans are good with guns. We pick on Florida often enough. Now we get to pick on Texas. College Station. College Station is where the Aggies live. So... Maybe that's not so bad. I mean, maybe it's not so out of character. Um, it's a very short story, but it just made me laugh. Um, authorities say a central Texas woman aiming for a skunk accidentally shot her husband. Oh. <laughs> she hit the wrong skunk. <laughs> oh. <laughs> when you read hilarious. the whole story, though, she, she missed the skunk. It hit something, a rock. They don't know what. Ricocheted off and hit the husband who was inside the house. So he's kicked back. I can just picture this, honey. If you don't get up and mow this lawn, I'm gonna I'm gonna get after you. And he says, "Oh, just leave it alone. I'm watching the game." You shot me. <laughs> what were you thinking? You shot me. Uh, the good news is the bullet missed the internal organs. He's going to be fine. But uh, 
who shoots who shoots at a skunk with a forty five caliber handgun? That's what I want to. Texas really woman. doesn't like skunks. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, the bullet ricocheted off a deck, went through the house's closed back door, and struck the husband in the abdomen. Awesome. <laughs> they they're not releasing the name of the couple. No presses. No no presses were charged. <laughs> no charges were pressed. Nice. I'm sorry. I'm laughing at the next story already. Yeah. Okay. So we'll move right on along. Uh, <laughs> once, twice, three times a loony. Are you guys pasting the links for me? Because I'm forgetting to do that. No. I'm all discombobulated because I don't have my regular rig. So anyway, uh, now we both are. Yeah, we've we've uh, had some Romanians and some Ukrainians uh, in this show a few times. There's some odd stuff that goes on over there. Uh, this woman who is a self-styled uh, Angelina Jolie, uh, she tries to make herself look like Angelina Jolie and is quite an attractive woman. Um, she's in Romania. Uh, t- uh, gets in a taxi, uh, gets a ride home, and then asks the taxi driver, "Can you help me carry my bags in the house?" Um, Nicole uh, Luminita Perizok um, uh, lured uh, Nikolai Stan into her house um, and then ordered him to have sex. When he refused, she pulled out a knife and said, I need to have sex. So he did. When it was over, she demanded more. So he did. When he couldn't do it the third time, she stabbed him. Not just stabbed him, but stabbed him, um, looking real quick, 26, I believe it was, st- uh, stab wounds. We were interviewing both parties to discover what could have happened <laughs> yeah. to the police spokesman. <laughs> oh, sorry. More than half of it. So six stab wounds, not 26. Uh, wow. This woman is hot. And the cab driver says, you know, my I'm a celebrity and the TV and the radio, they're making fun of me for not wanting to have sex with this beautiful woman. But who would want to have sex with a crazy woman who has a knife at their throat? You put it that way, it makes a little more sense why he wouldn't be able to get it up the third time. Mr. Stan said his life has been made of misery by pals ribbing him. (laughs) Not the six stab wounds. Yeah, the six stab wounds I can get over. My friends, on the other hand, they're the problem. You got to give him credit. I mean, he pulled it off twice. (laughs) (laughs) Well... Uh, um, I'm just going to refrain. I, yeah. I, could, I could go into more details. If you want to read the article, it's in the show notes, people. Well, yeah. What, one of the, the second time didn't require the same level of engagement exactly, um, yeah. as the first time. Uh, but he just didn't have anything left for the third time. And he just thought it'd be a better idea to go ahead and get shot. Um, better choice, I suppose. Yeah, said he. Uh, they, don't, they, they don't understand why I refused her, but they don't know what it's like to have a mad woman yelling at you at night point. No, I would agree with that statement. They don't know what right. that's like. It said that the only way he got away was he he barricaded himself in a room and called the nine nine nine, their equivalent of nine one one, on his cell phone, and then the police came. Lo- and he's, I'd love to hear that call. Yeah, <laughs> I'm naked. Angelina Jolie stabbed me six <laughs> times after I wouldn't have sex with her a third time. I'm naked. I'm bleeding. I'm flaccid. <laughs> Come help me. <laughs> wow. Oh, there's a show title. <laughs> okay. Um, so that, that would be an instance where Viagra could actually be like a life-saving A life-saving event. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. I think I was stabbed in the head a couple yeah. of times. Oh. Well, the knife was at his throat. Yes, yeah, she went. She meant business. I hope the woman. Seriously, I hope she does some time in a um, assistive institution of some sort. Um, all right, next story. Moving on. I'm calling this one illegal, insensitive, or just plain stupid. Uh, this is in Australia, a store called uh, Coles. Um, I don't think it's the same Coles. Well, no, it's not the same Coles. It's spelled it anyway. Uh, I don't know what kind of store it is. Don't know what it does. Uh, but the uh, article um, said in part that it said that they were looking for somebody uh, to uh, clean up. Uh, and it said uh, the very uh, like last line or one of the last lines said store requires no Indians or Asians please must speak English. Um, 
so there you go. People got pretty mad that they didn't want their janitors to be Indians or Asians. And so I, I got to thinking about that. I, I don't know the law in Australia. Is that illegal? Uh, it certainly would be here in the U.S. Um, is it insensitive? Yes. But I think it just goes in the category of just plain stupid. Yeah, re- requiring English is okay. Yeah, I'm good Specifying with that Specifying a race is not too smart. Although we did talk about that uh, not too long ago in the, in, the, in the context of Hollywood. They frequently specify races, and they get a free pass on that one. Yes. Because if you're uh, four feet tall and Jewish, you're probably not going to be author- offered the part of Othello. Probably not. Probably. Unless you're really good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With a really good makeup artist. Right. So, uh, I mean, what do you guys think about that one? The uh, The ad was pulled down, and then uh, it turns out it was uh, just one of those automated ads that ran. Uh, nobody really was, they were all asleep at the wheel. It was, uh, quote, the ad was placed without Cole's knowledge, and we were extremely concerned to learn of the ad and its contents. Uh, Coles is our proud equal opportunity employer, and at no time have we ever issued these directives contained in this ad. I, I'm I a little surprised that they didn't. Did, did I miss it in there? But I would think they would say something like, you know, we're choosing to no longer do business with this contractor or something like yeah, that. Somebody should have gotten fired over it. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Um, Jim put in the chat room, how is it automated? Somebody, something automated said. No Indians or no. Asians, please. No, it, it it went up on their website in an automated fashion. It was like, right, yeah, enter the ad text here, enter, insert your credit card here, and we will run the ad. So nobody nobody approved it. Right, but somebody still typed it. Somebody somewhere thought that was a good idea. Yeah, somebody, you're right. Somebody somewhere thought that was a good idea. And that's it's not like a, It's not a Mad Lib. It's not like, uh, <laughs> and and then we we do not allow inter you know inter random race asian and inter random race <laughs> indian must be must be able to speak inter random language <laughs> all right and so we've all heard uh recent news stories about smartphone viruses particularly on android and uh, uh maybe some on ios and windows but uh um this is this next story i'm calling the world's first dumb phone virus um this took place in uganda and I always try to link to the uh, original story, if at all possible. But when I clicked on the news site for Uganda, I got a server does not exist error. So uh, they have they have problems there in Uganda. Uh, but the Uganda Daily Monitor reports that a thief uh, walked um, some 30 miles to a hospital um, and visited the, the, the ward stealing from people. He broke into... A, a uh, contained area, a biohazard area, went past um, all the barricades and everything, went into a thing and took a cell phone from somebody who had Ebola. Then proceeded to use the cell phone. He now has Ebola. So they found the man, they found the phone, and he was so sick he could barely stand up, and they took him to the hospital instead of the jail. One in two people who gets Ebola dies. One in one people who gets Ebola gets very, very sick. What is zero in two people? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so uh, the man claimed that he had, quote, visited the ward to comfort patients, though he didn't know any of them in person. Wow. So the, the, they knew it was him, by the way. I skipped over that part. By the way, this phone's worth $23 or 60,000 Ugandan shillings. Um, so he, he risked his life for $23. Um, the, uh, the patient died, but before he died, he managed to eke out the words. Someone took my phone. I made those words up. He told me what was important. Yeah. He told them about the theft. Uh, so yeah, the suspect has been admitted to the hospital with signs of Ebola and is receiving medication. So there you go. A dumb phone virus. Nice. All right. Excellent content on that one. Very good comments. Not, to, not much to say on that one. Uh. <laughs> um, this next one is uh, not a news story at all, and that's my news story. Gawker.com. 
that uh, world-renowned news site is just now getting around to telling people about the Amish 7. The moment. Oh, wow. They're just now figuring it out. It's not a follow-up. It's not new stuff. There's not any breaking news. It's just, hey, by the way, here's this story about this rogue Amish sect. Isn't this cool? We talked about this, what, in November of last year? Oh, at least. At least. When this show started, I mean, it was one of the, it was on the first few episodes that we were talking about this. So the moral of that story is if you want real news, come to the periodic table. (laughs) Forget Gawker. Gawker's not a real news site. There you go. Jim's got, I think he's hit the nail on the head there. They got it from us. Yeah, that's right. They discovered the show. They were listening and Gawker's world renowned for not, uh, uh, citing their sources. So there you know there you go so yeah the amish uh seven or amish 11 or amish whatever it was amish 12 wasn't it i don't I have to we need seth back drive right. by cutting <laughs> it was a drive by cutting uh, <laughs> those were some great shows <laughs> <laughs> okay moving on to this what i'm calling the real crocodile dundee uh, down in uh, the uh, wild land of australia there were two divers who were diving near crocodiles. Now, my first thought is, why were you diving near crocodiles? But then I realized it's Australia. That's like asking why were you diving near fish? Um, Every body of water, I don't know. I'm making a stereotype there. Um, But there were two guys diving near water. One of them, um, or diving near, of course, everybody dives near water. (laughs) There were two guys. Only if you're very bad. (laughs) If you're really good, you dive in water. (laughs) There were two guys diving, and one of them got attacked by a crocodile. So his buddy, now this is a real hero here, his buddy dove in and dragged his body to the shore with the crocodile still attached. I mean, the crocodile has, had bit on. And, so the, and, and for those of you who don't know, crocodiles will, will grab their prey and drag it down and, and spin it until it drowns. And then they'll go stick it under a rock or something and leave That's it right. there for a few days until it tenderizes a bit. Then they'll go back and eat it. That's the typical way a crocodile likes to eat. Uh, so this thing was fighting. All and right, a college freshman and college freshman. Yeah, um, <laughs> this thing was fighting. They, they, it was. This had to have been difficult. But he managed to wrestle the the man and the crocodile uh, up onto the shore. He couldn't get the crocodile off, so he went and got a screwdriver and began fighting the crocodile with a screwdriver, and finally got him to let go. Um, and both men were badly injured. They got him onto a boat. Um, both men are alive and recovering. Um, and uh, the uh, Mr. Manimua, Rupa Manimua, yep. uh, was commended with uh, Austria, Australia's fourth highest bravery decoration. Deco- and Mark, I'd, decoration. Just like to, I'd like to go ahead and share with everybody, um, if you ask me what the, the, the three that were higher are, I've come up with a list. Well, the three higher <laughs> what foundations. Is, what is the content. fourth one? Like the golden Cheerio? <laughs> number, well, this is number four. Is the commendation for brave conduct you get for doing something like this. You get the third highest one, highest one for kangaroo boxing. Apparently, <laughs> uh, you get the second highest for being able to for being willing to publicly say that England sucks because you know there's a little bit of a robbery there. And number one for standing stalwart in the face. Uh, and continuing to try to convince people that they aren't mad that The Hobbit is also being filmed in New Zealand and not Australia. <laughs> so that's the three things that are higher than saving somebody from a crocodile. I would say uh, going into a public place and saying Foster sucks would be right up there. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was the best I could do with the time I had. Yeah, that was so. not, not bad. Not bad at all. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> so that's that's a real hero right there. And those are the kind of people I would rather talk about than people who pour acid on other people um, but this next one uh, i picked it out primarily because it's atlanta my new hometown huh? but also it's i don't get it the, this whole art thing it's like the more <laughs> offensive of something art. is the more artistic it is and it can't be art unless somebody's offended by it it's like that's that's the modern um definition of art how many people did you piss off the higher the number the more artistic it is the better the art is um a group of people over the weekend uh an artist community had a 
uh, a meeting, and as a part of their convention, so to speak, they um, uh, went around town painting murals. And this one particular mural, uh, which is painted on private property, and they had permission from the property owner, but it is in very public view, uh, near an elementary school and a church, um, is a series of scenes depicting a woman taking off her clothing and getting full-on naked, then, as I understand it, taking off her skin and turning into a dog, um, hmm. if I read that right. I'm more offended about that part. <laughs> what are you saying about women there? Yeah, uh, well, the, uh, you, you can, there's a quote in there from some artsy-fartsy type uh, where that's an un, uncredited quote. It says, I love the transformation. I understand exactly what this woman is going through. Hmm. No, their computer community leader Tina Arnold um, said it's the, the it's painting. Not just nudity. Yeah, the painting is about being a better person. She's taken all the wildlife off of her, and now she's back to being in a godly world. What? Now I, I haven't seen it. Uh, maybe I'll look it up and drive by there before they paint a uh, Schlotzky's ad over it or something. Uh, the link there has a a news story, but of course it was nightly news they're not going to show nudity even um of the uh um animated persuasion but it's uh, really funny is is it you started the story by saying it's in atlanta yeah and then we were talking about the story and you know i was just thinking about i was thinking about the story and got kind of distracted by the fact of you know well is this really what do you think about and i was just kind of talking and then i clicked down the video at the bottom because i said that newscaster looks familiar yeah yeah oh wait it's atlanta i live here (laughs) I see that guy every night. No wonder it looks familiar. Uh, what area of the city is it in? Does it say in the in the story somewhere? Um, it does. Yes, Southeast Atlanta. Okay, McDonough Boulevard and Sawtell Road. Yeah, across the street from a church. Nice. Yeah, and a school right down the road, and a daycare center, and a mosque. So they picked that place to paint this mural. Now they went. They painted all over the area. Uh, so it's not like this was the only place they painted. Uh, but this this particular painting of the woman stripping her clothes off and turning into another creature, they chose to put near the mosque and the church and the daycare center. Art. Go figure. Fantastic. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't believe this next story is true. <laughs> You've already moved on, huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Well, you know, I'm not in the Atlanta area, so I'm letting you guys reminisce there. But <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> on the subject of weddings, <laughs> we've got two stories that involve matrimony. And this one, um, the story that I'm linking to is in the the Sun, uh, a UK uh, article, the Sun UK. But it, it was actually the best story about something that happened here in California in the U.S. Uh, a couple got married doing one of those water jet pack things you've all seen them right where you 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 use a you strap on a jet pump to you and you you you're flying but you know sucking water up out of the ocean or the or whatever they got on two of these things and had their ceremony and actually did the vows while floating you know on a jet pack that's pretty darn cool yeah the nice part is she actually is wearing a veil veil Yes. That's the cool part. I'm just, I'm looking at the two of them because the guy looks like he weighs about 130 pounds. And I'm guessing that her jetpack did a heck of a lot more work. (laughs) (laughs) And there's there's a picture of her uh, floating, uh, well, not even inches above the water. Yeah, with her ankles in the water. water. (laughs) She's not a poor I wonder if she has any problem finding a primary care physician. that, That doctor would see her. You know, <laughs> you think? Well, yeah, she's probably. Well, I don't know. She has some some thigh issues, but you know, she's- <laughs> Amanda's parents, but, Roger and Anna, had some concerns about the, the young couple. Both of them is wedding. the perfect one because he's so thin, and he's like you know ten feet up in the air. <laughs> she's barely dragging him. <laughs> Honey, come down here for the kiss. All right. Um, the twenty-five-year-old um, couple. I guess they only say one of them is twenty-five years old. Um, 26 is the other one. Okay. Uh, it says that they're not a, a you know, rebellion. They're not the kind of people who have tattoos and Harleys, but they're not super conservative either, and they just wanted to do something different. So there you go. That's something different right there. 
Yes, it is. <laughs> it's a okay. great story. It's it's uh, you know I wish I had thought of it. But just uh, I think the pictures are the greatest part. I mean, if you uh, you, you got to go to our show notes and look this story up if you're listening to this because uh, the pictures really make the story. And so let's move back to um, the Eastern European bloc, uh, back to the Ukraine now, not the Ukraine, just Ukraine. Um, there's an art exhibit called Sleeping Beauties at the National Art Museum of Ukraine. And uh, there are women who have been contracted, as in signed a contract, a piece of paper, to lie on these beds out in the open, dressed up uh, in bridal garbs uh, for, I think it's 12 days. Um, I'm, I'm missing it now, but for, it's three for days. a while. Three days. Three days. They lay out there for three days. Um, exhibitors, uh, exhibit goers, come by and they too must sign a contract. Everybody involved has to sign a contract. They have to be of the legal age to sign a contract and all that sort of thing. Uh, the, uh, the art exhibit attendees, mostly men, and you'll understand why in a minute, are allowed to, to kiss the girl of their choice. They only get one kiss, and it has to be on the lips. They stipulated that. If the woman opens her eyes during the kiss, they must get married. It's in the contract. That's funny. My, my, wow. favorite part, Mark, my favorite part, Mark, is the requirements for the princes and princesses are the same. They must be over 18 years old. They should not be married. Should not be married. Should not be married. <laughs> and they're required to have a serious intention and sincere desire to get married. It says they should not be married. Doesn't say they can't be. They should not be. You just, oh, by the way, don't be married. And, and wait, this is supposed to be art? This is art at the National Museum. So this is... This is art worthy of a nation. You got clothes on. It's art. You ain't <laughs> naked. See, that's it. I mean, anything that is uh, has some sort of shock value or is is art all of a sudden. Yeah. Kind of like what you were saying earlier, Mark. Yeah, that's the way it goes. It's uh, it's interesting on this one. You know, at least this one, nobody's naked or anything. But you know, what if, what if the girl just like happens to sneeze or something and opens her eyes? Now she's got to get married. I mean, it's. Uh, what kind of person takes that risk? I mean, I, I can't imagine these are um, healthy, well-adjusted, socially adept individuals. You know? Right. <laughs> well, the, the thing that gets me on that, just the idea of it is, I mean, the bachelor's bad enough. You know, you, you're spending six weeks with somebody or whatever it is, and you get to actually talk to them and find out if they're a complete idiot. But you don't know if this person can put a sentence together. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you don't know. You, you don't, don't know, know anything. <laughs> no. You know if he's a good kisser. That's it. And of course, the guy has a little more um, information. He can at least see her and watch her. So there's that whole weird voyeuristic thing going on there. And, uh, you know, what happens if it's a woman? What if, the, what if a woman comes up and is like an awesome kiss and she opens her eyes? Is that even legal well, in Ukraine? Well, it does say as they sleep, men survey and kiss the women. So maybe yeah, they're required. Maybe that's the requirement. And the other thing I'm wondering, too, is can the guy talk? So could he spend 20, 30 minutes just telling her who he is and, and his dreams of of romance and that he wants to get married on jetpacks and yeah. uh, <laughs> paint nude you know, murals in churchyards and, and all those kind of things. And I'm just six foot her. four, 240 pounds of solid muscle and bench pressed a truck just for fun this morning. Exactly. <laughs> I flew here on my personal rear jet and my butler is waiting outside with the Batmobile. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I suspect not. Um, it's interesting. It's bizarre. But... Uh, and it's perfect for this show. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> Interesting, bizarre, and perfect for this show. So um, moving right along, this one is what I'm calling a classy PR stunt because I, I think it, it can't be anything but that. Uh, a fellow by the name of Craig David. I don't know who Craig David is. Um, Craig David's brother. Uh, okay. But apparently he is uh, an R&B um, musician, singer, uh, very well known. Uh, there was a couple uh, in England... Um, Theo Co Coiney and his wife Lisa Potter Coiney 
Um, they're 28 and 29, respectively, uh, living in England, just outside of London. And they made a big deal about inviting um, David Craig David to their wedding. They did a YouTube video that apparently went viral about it. They did a whole Twitter campaign about it. And um, Craig David saw it and showed up at their wedding and did an hour show personally, an hour performance in their backyard at their wedding. Nice. That's classy. That's cool. You know, I was listening to a morning show that I listened to on the way to work um, fairly regularly. And one of the ladies on the show was complaining because her friend was well, was passing on that, that her friend was complaining because she had found out that her cousin who was coming to her wedding was bringing Taylor Swift as a date. And she was mad because Taylor Swift's going to get all the attention. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, and these, this couple's just the opposite. They're like freaking Craig. Came down. Well, no, no. You know, they're all excited. They're in the picture with him. And that's what the, all the guys on the show were like, that'd be awesome. If, you know, if, in the blank showed up at my wedding i'd be that'd be the coolest thing in there everybody be like do you remember that aaron got so-and-so to come to his wedding yeah that's and almost as good as getting married on a jetpack yeah and all the girls <laughs> like no way it's my day and one of the guys was like don't you mean it's our day no it's my day <laughs> you put your stupid rental tux on and you show up and keep your mouth shut you know uh, <laughs> it was it was interesting to hear a different perspective yeah, one of the things I uh, uh, like to say is the woman doesn't get her wedding until her daughter gets married. Because yeah. her wedding, yeah, the, the day she gets married is her mom's wedding, and then she gets to have her wedding the day her daughter gets married. Um, okay, moving right along, I'm calling this one. We've all done things in college we weren't proud of. Um, again, in Georgia, uh, Augusta, I can name Georgia, seven this that time. I do. <laughs> Name seven. Yeah. yeah I, seven things. I could come up with more than that. A, uh, a Georgia Health and Sciences University lab tech was found drunk and half naked in a locker room with two monkeys. Let's <laughs> just stop right there, Mark. Yeah. Let's not go anywhere. I don't really need one. to read anything else, do I? The headline <laughs> is good enough. <laughs> the, the guy looks just like he could pretend to be a DEA agent. <laughs> 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 and. <laughs> Uh, my favorite part of the article um, is it says no animals were harmed during the incident, but the university takes the allegations very seriously. GHSU does not condone the behavior that conflicts with the research, education, and clinical missions of the university, and employees are expected to conduct themselves at all times with integrity and respect. Contestants are expected to be seen. <laughs> hey, so I'm, I'm loving this picture that goes with this article. Okay, so you got a picture of the guy, and above it it says arrested. Like, <laughs> do you really have to put arrested yeah. above that picture? If you yeah. see this picture, you, you'll know what I'm talking about. But it's not like you're going to put, you're going to think uh, nominated. Yeah, it's, it's not going to say, it's not say uh, you know, the uh, award for Balor. Yeah, it's not accepting the Republican nomination for vice president. <laughs> uh, what I want to see is like, it only has his last name, but whatever was his name, first name, Coley. I, I expected it to be like Coley dude mitchell <laughs> in quotes because you know, he looks like he's a little toasty yeah he's three sheets to the wind there um <laughs> he's like man what you could do with the 12 pack of two monkeys <laughs> <laughs> he was definitely all drunk and partially nude not the other way around there's a show sure. title right there <laughs> oh, <laughs> what you can do good. with a 12 pack and two monkeys <laughs> So, down. so I'm just thinking this guy, you know, he's like, dude, I have the most boring job ever. I babysit monkeys at night. And his buddy's like, dude, that is the best job ever. Let me explain to you. <laughs> <laughs> you get oh, the monkeys drunk and then watch the fun. <laughs> oh, anyway. Wow. Uh, Only in Georgia. <laughs> And this last one, one of you added, so I'm going to let you do it. Ready, go. Yes, uh, I added that one. I figured I'd jump in at the last minute and make my contribution to the show. Come in and be the hero with one show topic. (laughs) Right, right. But this is a good one. And uh, from from the the great state of Texas, uh, Texas mayor killed by his own ass. You know, there's... uh, What's that? There's... 
Yeah. Okay. Ready? Go. <laughs> There's so many yeah. things I can say. The jokes are coming so fast. I can't keep up. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the headline is what caught my eye. And I was like, okay, I got to read this one. And it, on the headline, when I saw it, I, the first thing I saw was uh, like a broken uh, windshield. So I'm thinking car accident or something. But uh, what happened? This is in a small Texas town. Uh, oh, let's see if I can find it. Uh, I can't find San the name Antonio. of the town. But uh, it's a small Texas town, and uh, this uh, this mayor uh, was attacked and killed by his pet donkey. Donkeys can become very aggressive, very mean, and sometimes triggered by a female in heat. Right. <laughs> that's that's just not something I pulled out of the air. That's in the article. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, so, uh, uh, yeah, it's a Hollywood Park, Texas. Uh, so this just happened this past Monday. <laughs> we'll probably never know what triggered it, but it was evident that this particular donkey was involved based on the evidence at the scene and what we saw on this donkey, <laughs> what <laughs> we saw matter on the hooves. <laughs> I mean, you know, can Sad. you, can you only imagine that? Uh, we have a, a family friend that was almost killed by a, a Rhea, which is, you know, um, similar to an ostrich. It's a large flightless bird. And uh, he raised, raises those, has some exotic animals, and one of them attacked him and uh, broke his leg and all kinds of crazy stuff. So the moral of the story is don't keep animals that are bigger than you. That's the moral of the story. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, I thought that was, uh, that was worthy of the show. So uh, how would you like to be able to say that, though? You were, you were killed by your own ass. Yeah, we should have ended with the monkey. Yes, it the was monkey a, was the you, know, you just you got to go out with the monkey instead of the ass. <laughs> that was the accusation of that position. Yeah, of course the that ass is lady. the last thing over the line. I guess I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we can't use that as a show title. Uh, so that's it. That's all we got this week, folks. This was a wild um, collection of things. And again, let me reiterate: the best place to find the real news is here at Element Opie Productions where we, we, we break the stories first. You're not going to hear about a mayor killed by his own ass on CNN. You're not going to hear about a drunken monkey on NBC News. No, it's only here on Element OP Productions where you get the hard-hitting news of the hour. <laughs> oh. I mean, you, now said, you can hear about mullets on Gawker. That's true. But it's going to be nine months later. Nine months later. Right, right. Yeah, they'll be reporting about the the mayor that died from his own ass. Uh, you know. Yeah, a year from now. Eventually, they'll get there. Right, right. Oh, <laughs> Jim Beeson. I said the news of the hour. He said which hour? The hours we're on, Jim. Leave me well, alone. If you're in, if you're listening to this podcast and you find an article that you think is periodic table worthy, send it to Jim Beeson. Let him vet it for us. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> Yeah, you guys, you guys let me down this week. No, none of you. I got no. I mean, I got one article from Sean at the last two minutes. Uh, so if you don't like these topics, it's it's your fault because you made me come up with them. Uh, I thought you did a good job. Yeah. So I, it's funny. I was sitting in the living room with the laptop and I was, you know, sorting through bizarre uh, news and I was laughing. And my wife was like, "What do you? What is it?" And I said, "I can't tell you what the kids in the room. <laughs> You'll have to listen to the show later." Uh, anyway, we love doing this show, and if you have uh, news topics or anything else that you'd like to share with us, the place to do that is at elementopie.com. You can tweet us at, at elementopie, as our friend Corey, who uh, I hope is uh, feeling better, likes to do. He uh, communicates with me almost exclusively over Twitter. I do read that, at elementopie. You can also find us on Facebook. Aaron reads that. I don't. It's not that I don't want to. I just forget to. Um, Sean doesn't read anything, so no. don't, uh, don't bother to, to contact him in any way. Uh, he doesn't answer his phone unless he's in the bathroom. That's right. <laughs> right. He, he literally will not answer his phone. And if you leave him a voicemail, he won't hear that either. He'll just look yep. and see that you're called and may or may not call you back, but he won't listen to your voicemail because he'll, he'll call me and say, what'd you need? Well, I left a message telling you what I needed. Well, I didn't listen to that. His voice. That is absolutely a true statement. I look and see uh, whenever I pick up my phone, I look to see if I missed any calls. If I did, I call those people back. Our, uh, I have a friend whose voicemail message actually says, leave a message and I might get back to you. He, he just goes and tells you up front. I have another friend who says, I check my voicemail every three months. 
<laughs> it literally says that when you leave my message. That's pretty much how I am. You know, there's there's only a handful of people that actually call me. You know, they're fairly close to me, and I've already put I've already advised them all. You know, don't even bother leaving a voicemail. And I will. I'll go through every couple of months and clear out the ones that are people who actually left a voicemail. So yeah. Anyway, okay. But, but I also use Google Voice, right? You get a transcript. <laughs> clearly legible transcript of the uh, message that somebody What's another me. Google Voice number somebody might use if they wanted to contact all of us, Sean? Oh, you could contact us at, as I scroll to the bottom, 559-I-M-O-P. Uh, you can call and leave us a message there, and we will most likely use it on the show. So if you want to be famous to a couple of people, uh, you can call us at 559-I-M-O-P, leave us a message, and uh well, we'll listen. Here's a new feature I'd like to add to the show. So we have the regular news. Every now and then we have a scumbag of the week. I would like to have a listener reaction of the week. Record yourself listening to the show. Or or record yourself shortly. That pause the show when something strikes your fancy. Call us in. Ideally, I want it to be like, while you're still laughing so hard, you can't speak. See, that would be perfect. And then make your comment, uh, lay your pun on us, something. It'll be a week late. I get that, you know, and, and it won't be timely, but it'll still be funny. So I'd like to play each week the best listener response, the best one-liner that maybe it's serious. Maybe you have a real serious comment about doctors who won't see fat people uh, or, or you know, uh, mayors who are killed by donkeys. Uh or Ebola phone viruses, uh, let us know what you think, because we do cover serious topics uh, often. You know, we've, <laughs> no, no, it's true. We do. It happened. I promise it happened. We had a, we've had a number of debates about political things and, and religious things. Yeah. Uh, we haven't done that in a while. It's been we a while. Need to have one of those. We need our friend Eric back. We need the resident yeah. commie back. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> but who claims to be a conservative. But anyway, <laughs> um, send us a voicemail. Of your comment, and we'll play it on the air, because I think that would be funny uh, on the air, on the bits, on the electrons. Um, and you know where to yeah. do that. If you'd like to send us an email, go to the webpage, elementopi.com, click the Contact Us button, fill that in, the spam bots keep all the junk out, and uh, it comes to me, and I'll respond. So that's it. That's all I got to say. Guys, uh, would you like to give your personal contact information? Ready, Aaron? Go. I would like to do uh, Okay, I was going to Oops, we had a hardware failure right there at the end. Uh, the laptop that I was using to, uh, for Skype uh, suddenly had a problem, so I'm gonna—I'll have to figure out what's going on there. Uh, but we were wrapping it up anyway. So in the meantime, I will just say on behalf of Aaron Butler, the former fat guy uh, at OneMealOneWorkout.com, or Sean Kybel at SeanTX on Twitter. Uh, my name is Mark Cockrell, and I'm going to say that ends this episode of The Periodic Table.